Hello and welcome to Destination Tokyo with myself, Mark Shardlow. This is a daily bite-sized podcast talking to those hoping to be at the Olympics and Paralympics this summer. I'm doing it to tell the stories of the athletes and this week we'll be in the Middle East, in Bangkok, on a farm in Lincolnshire and we'll be throwing back to one of the greatest track races of the 21st century. But I'm also raising money for Maggie's cancer charity through these podcasts. The details are in the show notes. But first, to Dubai and hello to Olympic 400 metres runner Martin Rooney. Good afternoon, Mark. What are you doing in uh, Dubai? We've decided uh, it was just the best place to be at the moment. Dubai, uh, the temperature is perfect for training. We're training at the NAS Centre and uh, obviously it's cold and snowing back in Loughborough. So the opportunity to come here, uh, I took it with both hands and jumped on the first plane I could. Before lockdown this was? Yeah, so I flew on the 3rd uh, of January. So it was just beforehand. Kind of got here, got settled and then got the news that the schools were closing. So uh, it was less than ideal for my wife and um, my kids. But uh, yeah, they're, they're carrying on without me at home. And what's uh, sort of COVID life like in Dubai? Before we came, we had to do a, a test. Um, I made sure it came back negative. Um, then we have one test a week whilst we're here. It's the same as the UK in the sense of like people are wearing masks and they're washing their hands, and but everything's open. Everything's carried on. Uh, their numbers are so low here that they've, uh, I think they are creeping up. It's given everyone like a bit of more common sense approach to it and made sure that they keep social distancing. And I think um, the risk of it spreading because of the heat out here seems to be lower. So it's uh, it's a lot of common sense, but um, it's not like as, as strict as the UK. And physically, I mean, you, you go warm weather training this time every year, but mentally, is is this different because you, you're you away from the restrictions back in the UK? Um, it, yeah, it's a completely different thing. To be honest, I forgot about flying. I hadn't flown for a year. And uh, normally I'm here, there, everywhere, flying around Europe or uh, off to sunnier destinations. So it was kind of a, a, a novel experience getting back on a plane, going to the airport. And I think the restrictions at home for athletes are... For us, it wouldn't have been too bad. I could still train at the high pack. I'd have still carried on with my training as it, as it had been. But the biggest thing for us is just the temperature. It's just I can get some good quality sessions done at, um, at better intensity than I would be able to do at home. And how does it feel going into this Olympic year? The IOC insists the Games will go ahead and great noises coming out of Tokyo. Uh, but, but you know, it's a similar position back in March, wasn't it, when, when we were looking ahead to Tokyo 2020? Where, where's, your, where's your mind at? Um, I suppose I'm just rolling with the idea that there will be an Olympic. So um, I'm going to over-prepare. I'm going to be as fit as I possibly can and be ready to race whenever races appear. If it means just doing time trials until um, until I'm able to go and compete against other guys, and that, that, so be it. Just carrying on as if it's in a normal year. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be unprepared and not ready for the big show when it, when it comes. And where are you at the moment? How are you feeling? Good. Training's been all right. I feel like I'm healthy, I'm fit. Uh, I've been able to train with my training partner out here, which I haven't been able to do in Loughborough. It's just nice to be able to run with people. Um, I think that's uh, it's such a small thing from the outside, but to me as a, an older athlete, uh, I need to be around people and I need to be uh, carried <laughs> around the track as much as possible. So uh, I've really enjoyed that and uh, I'm hoping to get a good couple of weeks of this kind of at this level. Because this is a bonus year for you. You know, you, your plan was presumably to pack pack in uh, in September after Tokyo. Yeah. yeah, I think my original plan was I'd had a, a couple of rough years uh, where I hadn't reached the level I'd wanted to. 
Uh, I really wanted to go to another Olympics. I knew I had one more proper big year in me at that stage. And uh, yeah, so this is a bonus. But I think the bonus that I really had was a summer off. I think that's the best thing that's happened to me in my career. Like for a long time, I felt like I've been kind of hanging on and I've been tired. Whereas uh, going into this winter, I was fresh. I haven't felt fresh for years and I feel I still feel good. I'm training at a high level and uh, I think just letting my body chill out for a bit was it was uh, necessary and um now maybe i'm thinking like if i train well and season goes okay i'll just keep going quick uh, shout out for your sideline the podcast tell us about it yeah uh, the grief that grieves and rooney sports podcast they've been set up with, obviously with your help mark uh it's it's available wherever you get your podcast it's it's uh, it's just two old boys chatting through their experiences and talking to other elite athletes and um, tapping into their mindset, tapping into their anecdotes and finding out about a bit more about them that maybe you wouldn't get in a, a one or two minute interview after a race. So it's been great fun. Um, I've got all the gear. I still don't know what I'm doing with it, but uh, we have some great chats and um, it's well worth a listen, especially if you're in lockdown, if you've not got much going on, put it on in the background. You might have a good laugh. Agreed. All right. Thanks a lot, Martin. Catch up with you in a couple of weeks or so. Cheers, Mark. And hello, BBC Olympic reporter Nick Hope. Hi, Nick. Hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. Great to be with you. Yeah, um, I suppose, really, this weekend, so much talk about uh, the state of emergency in Tokyo, albeit with much reduced restrictions compared to uh, here in, in Britain. But what's the feeling, what sense and what worries do people seem to be having about whether the Olympics and Paralympics will be going ahead? It's so surreal, Mark, in that we're almost going through what we did 12 months ago. And we thought, you know, with the way that numbers came down later in the summer, uh, way before the, the winter season, that things were turning a corner. And with all the talk of, you know, the, the vaccine coming out, everybody was generally, you know, from, from the organizers' perspective, the International Olympic Committee and, and the sports and athletes themselves quite confident it would be going ahead. And then we're back at this situation where there is so much uncertainty again. And we're having events that were, you know, postponed multiple times last year being rescheduled for this year and being confident they're going ahead and then they've been pulled and these are key qualifiers remember when we went into lockdown in march last year that we were only just over 50 percent of the, the quota allocations across the olympics and the paralympics that had actually still been decided for the games some of those have been able to get places secured you know there were a host of let's say sport climbing events before um christmas continental qualifiers they got those out of the way but there are still so many sports trying to get places sourced for nations and then beyond that the national federations themselves trying to pick their athletes. And at the moment, with athletes in some regions being unable to train as they usually would, uh, competitions being cancelled, as we say, we're just in this huge area of unknown uncertainty again, which which is so difficult for everybody. And as I say, at the moment, it's a lot of hope. We don't know what's going to happen. The, the positive message coming out from the organisers is everything will go ahead. But we've got to remember that's exactly what happened last week, uh, last year, before a couple of days before the official announcement that the games would be cancelled so it's a case of watch this space which is so difficult for everyone right now i think so i mean that's the sense i get is that there there are you know a number of plans in place and there's a real determination to uh, for the games to go ahead uh, obviously the government of japan and the people of japan might have a a different view should cases continue to go up. And we had Dick Pound last week talking about athletes needing to have vaccinations. I mean, that's slightly controversial as well, isn't it? Because it might mean a bit of queue jumping. 
Yeah, I think now really isn't the time to be talking about that because it's such a sensitive issue with uh, COVID death rates are still so high around the world. And this vaccine is only starting to be introduced, you know, in the, in the last few weeks. And it's so important that those who are uh, most likely to be impacted by you know, the illnesses associated with COVID do get those vaccinations first. You know, that was very much the message from uh, world champion Olympic bronze medalist uh, taekwondo fighter Bianca Walkson when she spoke to Five Live uh, over the last few days. I don't think athletes want to be seen as getting special treatment. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, there's always a lot of love for Olympians and Paralympians. And I, I think something like that would be uh, quite key, really, in public opinion. So yeah. a difficult time for you as a reporter at the moment. What, what are you What are you working on at the moment? You know, this time 12 months ago, I was out in Lausanne at the Winter Youth Olympics trying to see, you know, who were going to be the future stars of the Games. And then within two months, all events stopped. We've been able to pick up some shoots here and there but we're talking about being able to go down to uh, across to Sheffield or South Wales uh, rather than than abroad and uh, we are you know really pleased we've been able to get together a few films around a new feature that we're going to launch in the next few weeks which is called uh, Generation Next which is uh, similar to that Youth Olympic project actually going to be looking at the future stars for Team GB and Paralympics GB look out for that you know we've got people from from boxing from athletics from para equestrian from from a whole host of different areas and and different communities that you perhaps wouldn't traditionally expect in those sports. So uh, that's something to look forward to. But in terms of, you know, ahead of Tokyo this summer, we're, we're still waiting for a host of qualification events to be fully scheduled. We do have, you know, a European Aquatics Championships, uh, also ones in, in gymnastics uh, scheduled for May. But at the moment, with the way the virus is, we really don't know if those are going to take place, let alone the ones that are scheduled over the, over the coming month. Brilliant. Thanks for your time, Nick. Love following you at Nick Hope on Twitter to get the, the latest news and hopefully catch you again in a couple of weeks or so. It would be an absolute pleasure. No problems. Thanks, Mark. That's it for episode one. Back tomorrow with a couple having to spend 21 hours a day in their hotel room in the Far East. Thanks for listening. I'd be grateful for any subscriptions and reviews and see you tomorrow.